Hey, Marin. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I am good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I well, just got back from Berlin. I just had three events in a row in one week, which was super nice. But it was dead tiring. Yes, and uh, we'll perhaps tell everybody about the, my super, super popular presentation. In, At uh, Collab Days Netherlands. Collab Days Netherlands, yes. Yes. They had a to full room. the door to get in. It was crazy. And, crazy. and you have photographic evidence. Yes. So we'll perhaps talk about that one a little bit. But today <laughs> is a sponsored, sponsored podcast. Um, we had a wonderful gentleman called Alex Dougalby um, that uh, called me about four or five weeks ago and said, hey guys, um, I've just been looking at your podcast and uh, kind of think I might want to sponsor it. And we went, oh no, not another one. Uh, Told him the rules and he said, well, I can actually do something slightly different for you guys because I'm based Better actually. Better, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He says, uh, I'm based in Austria. And he says, have you tasted Austrian whiskey? Yes. And I said, I didn't even know they made whiskey in Austria. So he did his due and uh, about a week ago we spent a lovely hour on the telephone with Alex going over Mm -hmm. his absolutely innovation idea and it's not just about the innovation of what the what is delivered but the way he's delivered it using all the latest Microsoft tech to turn what is a difficult cumbersome kind of uh, job into something simple and easy but we'll get into that a little bit further on all righty so we have as you say had a lot of presentations to do how many have you done in June um well at least three uh, but I I think I'm forgetting one but yeah uh, I can't remember I I will have done six by the end of next week when we do commsverse Nice, you're going to comes first. Yeah, so cool. I wish I was coming with you. I had so much fun last time. Yeah, so. it is such a great event. It's sold out, yeah. completely sold out. Nice. And um, uh, I'm doing comms verse TV, folks, and I'm going to talk about um, some of the tools I used to manage the production side of comms verse TV. So we'll uh-huh. catch on that a little bit later on as well. So, um, uh, yeah, my presentations, I started off with, uh, we both started off, in fact, um, with Viva Around the World. Exactly. See, I knew I was forgetting I one. Know. <laughs> Aha, yes, Viva. And what was it we spoke about at Viva Around the World, Moraine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can probably find it in my agenda somewhere, but uh, to be honest, uh, I, I'm drawing a blank here. I know, I know. I was just thinking <sighs> the same. I'm just going to sit there and just do a quick... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Viva. Viva. Um, it, yeah. Now, anyway, it was a really cool event. Anyways, It was. Um, it was uh, 70% of change management projects uh, that, if, that they fail if that that was just a myth or if it was real yes that's true it was yes yeah um, so it was all it. about change management it's all about uh, how to deliver how to deliver the right things at the right time yeah and uh, and not fall into the old traps that uh, a lot of project management tracks uh, exactly. fall into that was a great event actually Viva Explorers event um, shout out shout out to Kevin Daryl as a service. Yes. Uh, Sarah, who else was involved? There was a bunch Oof. of Viva Explorers from around the world making that yes. happen. And yeah. uh, apparently Kevin slept for 48 hours after the event. Uh, I can well imagine. Yes. <laughs> I but mean, yeah, that was it's, cool. It's crazy to, to set up a thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Viva Around the World, I think they did it in less than three months or something. Uh, yes, I think so as well. Yeah. So, so that was cool. So that, yeah, so that was the first event that we worked on. I did a, a few other events. Uh, I did a few other presentations in Viva around the world, but that was what mm. we did. Mm. Uh, and then we did collab days in the Netherlands. Yes, um, you did your good old traditional build on the functionality of 
uh, conditional formatting in SharePoint, yeah. yes. And actually, I really enjoyed that when I wasn't falling asleep. Um, but that's because you decided <laughs> to do it in Dutch. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's I get okay. It. I get, I, it. I get yeah. that. Most people around the world, but um, but it was actually pretty cool. I learned quite a lot about that stuff. You kind of assume, you know, oh yeah, I've done that, done that. Um, but then all yes, of a sudden, actually, get surprised. there's so much new stuff. Yes, I actually had the exact same comment uh, from uh, someone. So uh, a few days ago, I was delivering at AMS Berlin the same track. Um, and I was chatting with uh, somebody who mainly does Power Automate. Right. Um, and uh, she said, yeah, but uh, I saw that you were speaking. I might join, but I already know all this. I already know this conditional formatting in SharePoint. And then after the session, she came back and she said, well, I thought I knew everything about conditional formatting, but you delivered. So I was very happy about that. Neat. And yes. Just gonna uh, cool. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think it keeps moving. Um, so there was yeah, a lot more stuff. Absolutely, and, I mean, yeah. I'm not a programmer, and I know that you weren't doing a lot of programming other than cutting and pasting code, but exactly. um, I'm very envious of people that can actually do that and understand yeah. it. Yeah, but, that's but in, right. in the end, it's just HTML, but then in a different format. So it's it's not that difficult. In the end, it's just talking Swahili. It's just another language. It's not exactly. difficult. Just making some click noises and all that. So oh, I can do that. That's good. That's, uh, can't, can't click, <laughs> click. Yeah, that kind of doesn't work for anyway. me still. doesn't matter, but yes. that was cool. Mm -hmm. And then we get on to the one that's probably caused you more headaches than a little. Actually not. Uh, because we're talking about the Viva Explorers Community Day that we had in Belgium uh, last week on Tuesday. Um, actually, it didn't cause me any headaches at all. You had a great Except team. for the fact that our meeting pin and address <laughs> said something else and that we only had a few people going to the wrong location. Do you know but, how many people actually went to the wrong location? Well, I know about uh, two people that went to the wrong location. One that emailed the people from Microsoft um, and one that... Uh, send me a, a text message it could have been worse you could have sent them it 70 miles worse. away yes i know instead of sort of 700 meters away but yes it was oh. funny it was funny it's amazing how um as we go on in life things get a bit rushed and you know you you just go I've done that now and i need to move on to the next thing and we yeah. forget about the checking ability the sort of double check or we what actually happens is we lose which ones are the high priority crucial items to make something perfect against the list of all the other things because i'm not sure i know that you did this with uh, femka and Fem cornelis jasper. and peter of the big and uh, jasper from mortel yes so i know there was exactly. three or four of you doing it but you still end up with 40 or 50 or 60 tasks that need doing from well, actually, even, getting the even, yeah, but even that was pretty straightforward because Femke and Peter did a lot of the work, but also the people at Microsoft, they really took care of so many things. Like we could use their venue, they would uh, get everything in order for the breakfast and the lunch and then the, the, the beers afterward. So the only thing that we had to do was to invent everything and get some speakers on board and Listen, go will out you for stop, a nice dinner. Will you stop belittling what you guys did, all right? It's all right. I know that you're saying thank you to everybody that did their stuff, but yeah. the point is there's still 50 or 60 tasks that need a doing, probably more, it's to true. be honest. You know, you can find somebody to speak, but then you still need to tell them and organize the schedule and check their subject mm -hmm. and let them know where they're at. And point i'm trying to make here is that you don't understand which you, we never think about the important ones we just check the list and in yes. this case somebody set up the meetup but put the wrong postcode in or click the wrong building and yeah. you were sending people 700 meters the wrong way <laughs> the other side <laughs> of the just motorway. a few so yeah but yeah. Then we got it in the end we caught it in the end exactly but it, but it is yeah. what life's about isn't it it's yeah. about um you know, being able to make sure you prioritize the right things. But it was a great day, uh, a great day. And you have one or two takeaways yes. that you wanted to bring up. And uh... Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, 
I, I just wanted to go through the list of the speakers and to give a few highlights of what they were saying. So uh, we had a, a fabulous keynote from uh, Inde Prince from Microsoft talking about the new uh, performance equation. So you, do you remember a few years ago when um, um, Satya was on stage and he was talking about this very complex formula on how to drive um, oh, I remember that. Yes, yeah, I thought that was it, cool, though. Yeah, yeah, that it, it was. It was very cool. It was very cool. Now, now they came up with a, something that's a little more easy to understand. So the new performance equation is engagement times productivity equals performance. So that's pretty okay, and. So you've got two major things. So you got engagement. So that's about how people feel connected to the company and want to deliver for the company. So that's all about Microsoft Viva. And then on the other hand, you've got everything around productivity and that's all the AI co-pilot stuff that's gonna come out. So I think we're quite on track with delivering or being in the center of delivering performance in the in the in the near future. Yeah. Okay. Just be careful if you're banging your microphone because I can can keep hearing it clicking. Just uh, oh. just in case you're sort of tapping it with your fingers as you're focusing. Um, mm. No, I I think I agree. I think that uh, if anybody has got any spare money to invest, investing them in Microsoft at the moment is probably not a bad thing um, mm-hmm. because they've got so many steps to take in the next six to nine months. They've uh, obviously got all the AI stuff coming out, the the Viva yeah. stuff coming out, all of which are going to generate huge amounts of income um, yeah. over over the next sort of 18 months to two years, mm-hmm. um, as well as all the power stuff that they're playing around with and, and, uh, and things. So, yeah, I think it's a, a, a good buy. Not that I will bother buying any, because if I buy them, guys, they'll just go down. So. <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, I just paid my uh, company dividend to myself, so... Yeah, might be. Might have some uh, <laughs> some money left to uh, spare. Yeah, well. But anyway, yeah. so if so, yeah, I think with Microsoft, there's, they've got a lot of things. I mean, from an insider perspective, we're dry, dreading the pricing uh, because obviously, you know, um, this AI stuff is going to be an on cost. Uh, the Viva is an on cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to be thinking out your budgets for 2024 and, and get ready for that so that that equation and the value of that equation uh, is going to ring true for you in your organization. But that was cool. Yeah. I have to say that presentation was neat. Uh, and it was a great kickoff for the day. Yeah. And, and I'm also looking to get the actual slides in PowerPoint because I thought that her slide template was really cool with that nice background and then that sleet of glass that was put on top of it. Okay. So that looked pretty... The content cool. was all right, but the template was awesome. And I the think delivery, you're missing the, the point. The delivery <laughs> was nice as well. So go uh, on to the next one. You had a fabulous yes. presentation followed up to about a rollout of Viva Insights on a exactly. change Exactly. So from Christian Bosu, is that how you pronounce? Christine Bosu. Yes. Close. So um, I've been I've been working with Christine for a few months now in in one of my uh, big uh, projects, um, and Christine is the person that drives user adoption there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we had this big Viva Insights uh, rollout that we'd done. So we rolled out the paid version of Viva Insights to all the internal employees. And um, so when when we were setting up this this uh, this day, this community day, like I knew I had to get her on board. And yeah. thankfully, she just said yes uh, right away. And no, uh, cool. she delivered a really good session about how. How to roll out Viva Insights for a large organization? Yeah, yeah. And all the work that you need to do, and all the little things that you need to be aware of. And it was right. It was very to the point. It was, it was not very wishy washy, strategy, whatever. Belgium. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pragmatic. So like these were the things that we've done. So we got the PAs involved. We got the champions involved. We got slides. We handed them out to everyone. So yeah, it was it was really very practical. I love that. Neat, neat. Yeah. Then we had some technical ones. Yes. Then we had some technical ones. So we had uh, Anouk Virus, uh, who's also going to be there in Comsverse. 
Yes. Uh, she had a brilliant talk about um, how to Viva set topics. up. Viva topics. Viva topics, exactly. Yeah, that was, that was really good as well. Very practical. Um, how does it work? How does it look like? What can you do? How can you set up these pages? And what was um, really cool yeah. from that presentation, there was a list of things you can't do. You know, hey, yes. this won't work if you try this, and this won't work if you try that. So it was yeah. pretty cool and direct, so that was neat. Yes, exactly. And then an international speaker. Yes. Uh, then we had Sarah Fenner, one of the FIFA uh, Sorry, Marine, you're wrong. You know. Then we uh, had the great and awesome Sarah Fenner. <laughs> yes. She's good. Indeed. Indeed. She, she's a... So... She, when when you meet her, she's so lovely and she's so quiet, but she's actually a knowledge powerhouse. Oh, she absolutely. knows so much, and she her her uh, it's smart it's crazy. cookies is the exactly. ultimate definition I for this lady. I love yeah. her content, and I love talking to her. No. Um, yes, absolutely. We we had a, a we had a great little disagreement <laughs> before she went. Well, before the day started, actually, it was really good because you know me, I'm also a forceful little bugger too. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we were we were arguing about how you describe uh, things to the end users. Uh, and her line, which is very valid, is that you use the Microsoft terms. Yes. Um, and my my response, of course, is that business don't understand the Microsoft terms. I mean, there is value in it in that if you yes. if you want to call something something and you want them to find it themselves in Google, then you use the Microsoft terms. But mm. Microsoft keep changing their terms. Um, and so, yes, we had a, a wonderful uh, conversation around that. It was great fun. I enjoyed it immensely. About 15 minutes of staring at the roof going, no, 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 no. So, yeah, Sarah, I loved that. Uh, strong woman. Strong woman. Yes. Yes. And she had a whole session about uh, Viva from the admin side. Yeah. So as an admin, what do you need to turn on? Sometimes it's just a little switch saying, okay, now it's on. And sometimes you need to do a little more. And also, again, she was telling you what not to turn on because of it either yes. had limited value or it caused it. And that's cool. And one of the key lines that really attracted me was when she said, there is no Viva admin tab. You have to go find it. So yeah. if you want that presentation, give Marine a shout because uh, yeah. he has all the presentations from the events because actually, it's got all the details. Actually, if you search for Sarah Fenner and you find her Linktree account. Yes, that is true. It is on her Linktree account. Yep. Yep. It's there. Which is something that I will also need to set up this weekend. Well, want to set up this weekend. And then we had another powerhouse, Mr. No, Steve Dolby. No, we didn't. That wasn't a powerhouse. It was the ultimate powerhouse. Exactly. Well, somebody Dude, to say it. the way you were playing with the audience and getting everyone involved, and oh, that was that was just brilliant. You got a choice, you know. I mean, by this time they'd sat in front of of three or four fairly complex presentations, and they kind of needed to to, to wake up a little bit. Yeah, and that, that's what I do and it worked out really really well uh, mm -hmm. but yes uh, because uh, Ina had said that her goal was that everybody should know all of the you know uh, the Viva tools mm -hmm. uh, and so we set up a little bit of a quiz where uh, you know I put all the new wonderful curvy icons up on the screens and we basically had a competition to see who knew which was which exactly uh, that was brilliant yeah, yeah it worked well it worked well. And yeah. uh, yes, I mean, what I was trying to basically say here, of course, is that, you know, these are culture changing apps. They're not production or functional apps. Yes. Uh, Viva is about changing people. So, yeah, yes. I enjoyed that. So, when you put on that slide, I saw a lot of phones whipped out and take uh, pictures taken uh, of that slide. Uh, yeah. It was the slide. It wasn't because my flies were undone or anything. No, 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 no. no. It was definitely the slide. Yes. All right, good news. Yeah, no, I enjoyed doing it, and I think people enjoyed uh, enjoyed the opportunity. And then we followed yes. off with, you know, some great exercises around uh, writing effective uh, objectives for OKRs and Viva goals. Yes, exactly. From, and Genevieve. I'm going to let you choose their names because French, and I have not got the accent. Genevieve, Loriot, and Giovanni Cangeli. Is that French and yeah. Italian? Yes. Uh, Giovanni is such a great name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I went to um, I went to something that I'd, uh, I'd never been to before in Ghent. There's something called the House of Mysteries, uh -huh. and uh, 
Uh, I don't suppose you've know about it. It's stuck down a little alleyway. No, it, you, it is you, dead you sent cool me a little though. picture of that, but yeah. I've got no. Idea. It's basically uh, magic shows, uh, and the, the whoever's got this building is on two to three floors, um, and it's got a like one of those old-fashioned nineteen-fifties fairground tents inside it uh, for the first show. You know, all, all the usual kind of typical illusions where somebody puts a smiley face on a fifty-euro note, and it turns out to be in yeah. a lemon five minutes later. You know, it, it was all Ooh, very, okay. very cool stuff. Uh, but then they had a card shop uh, from Spain um, that was. Yeah. Uh, he spent an hour doing card tricks with one pack of cards. Now I don't know whether anybody, if you know these things, they're cool. But it's all about you know knowing where all the cards are at any one time with all the different deals and shuffles and all that. So it looks like he's mixing everything up, but he turns the top four cards over and there's the four aces, you know, or. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I was literally a meter away from his table. But the point of the story was this beautiful Italian lady sitting next to him, called Beniella Gori or something or other, who called herself Ben. So every time somebody asked what her name was, she went Ben, and they all looked at her and went, "Your name's Ben." Uh, yeah, and okay. then she'd give the long Italian name. But but yeah, she was there writing her name and number on his cards and making cards disappear. And the boyfriend was in the crowd going. That's my girlfriend you're sitting next to for the last hour, but he was he was very very good, and the the, the thing about these that I I impress a bit like you and me really, and about the presentations as well is you've got to talk you do the gift of the gab but you're also working at the same time doing the demonstration setting the card trick or yeah. anything else it was it was so cool to watch I really enjoyed it so anyway anybody if you're in Ghent area uh, look check it out it's the House of Mysteries. Um, and uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. It's got lots of tricks. It's a magician that owns the place, uh, and a lot of st- old tricks that uh, it does. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good night out last night. I enjoyed it. Nice. All right. Sounds Gia good. Barnier. Yeah. So yeah. they did a, a thing about OKR. So it was. It just rounded off the day nicely, along with uh, uh, you know with a drink or two on Microsoft. How many times did you get asked by people whether you bought whiskey? <laughs> I think only two times or so. Yeah, I got asked two or three times as well. I think it's something we're going to need to start doing. You know, when we turn up at these events, I think we need and to bring have the, uh, the hip flask just in the back to when people say, hey, yeah, there you go, you get whiskey, you can pull it down and go, if you've got an empty glass, we can taste one together, you know. Actually, what we should do is we should have these little tasting bottles with us and just hand out little whiskey bottles we should do something like that community yes. whiskey community whiskey yeah yeah the single source of alcoholism in the microsoft industry Office <laughs> <five> distilled. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't call it that <laughs> no, maybe we shouldn't. all right so anyway we've got some great i've got one more presentation to talk about which we'll talk about at commsverse which i'll talk about later mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. um at commsverse this year uh, i'm um i don't know what role i've got but i think i'm going to be sitting down interviewing a bunch of sponsors uh, mm-hmm. for commsverse tv so we're actually got a live studio set up in the exhibition space um so uh, i've been busy contacting uh, 25 to 30 sponsors about what they want to talk about where they want to be and i've been using this tool called secure mail merge okay Aha. it's a bolt on to outlook and we interviewed mr secure mail merge himself Excuse me, gentlemen. Is this this is seat taken? Alex! Oh, Hello, come gentlemen. Come ah. and join us. It's Alex, the mail merge man. <laughs> the mail merge man. Mail merge man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a brand I'll go with. No hey, problem with that. Yeah, the mail merge man. If you show me where. You've got to go back to the 70s to remember that song, but there you go. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Well, well I'm very good. I, I hear you have certain whiskies from a certain country I'm quite familiar with and um, thank yeah. you for those now, look, you're, you're very welcome careful, Alex you're going to give it away that you were the guy that brought them <laughs> but we're not really in a bar and you didn't just disturb us sitting at a table oh dear well the illusion is broken it is yes <sighs> so we'll we'll let Alex introduce himself all on his own in a second or two but today's <laughs> a sponsored podcast day and uh, as always, we uh, we like to have a bottle of whiskey or two uh, as a reward and, and as something today. So Alex contacted us a few weeks ago and says, hey, guys, have you ever drank any Austrian whiskey before? And we went, 
No. So he says, <laughs> I might have a deal for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here he is, the mail merge man. That's going to be on his pot, on his uh, Twitter account tomorrow, isn't it? Yesterday, oh, well. I was Alex the mail merge man. <laughs> Or the Austrian whiskey man, one, one, one or both. Yes, or we'll both. see. So why don't you introduce yourself, Alex? Sure thing. That way sure I thing. won't screw your name up like anybody else. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you for the invitation, definitely. I'm happy to be here. Yes, my name's Alex Duggleby. It's an English name, so not that hard. Uh, I am the maker of Secure Mail Merge, um, which is a plugin for Microsoft Outlook 365 that lets you send a series of you know, personalized emails to a group of people where you, you know, mass email or a mail merge in a secure and most efficient manner that you can do it. It's built directly into Outlook um, and it's made so you get your tasks done quickly. If you need to send out emails to a group of people, you start the plugin, get the, do- get the job done. That's what Secure Mail Merge does. I have See, to but, say, but, but, but Alex, I mean, but there's already a, a mail merge thing that's already built in with, with Word and Excel and, and Outlook. That and is that. correct. Yeah, yeah. H- have you used it recently? It's like, uh, I get the feeling it's stuck <laughs> in the 90s. Um, and that was something you hear a lot online. Um, it's like everyone knows mail merge. You know, you, we've created envelopes or name badges, maybe wedding invitations, things like that. Yes. Um, and yes, you can do emails with those as well. But the thing is, um, it's, it's, it's basically an afterthought for the original mail merge with documents. Uh, so it just lacks features like simple things. Um, let me think. You, can, you can't personalize the subject line, for example. Things like that. So secure mail what? merge... Yeah, you, yeah, you no, can. No, you've got to be able to do that. <laughs> no, I'm oh. not kidding. You can't, you can't. So you can do the whole mail body because it's, you know, you'd create your Word document and, and insert your tokens, but the subject line is actually part of a dialogue and there's no way to insert those merge tokens there. Um, so, you know, even those things are missing. But Secure Mail Merge takes it a bit further. I, I call it an advanced mail merge plugin. You can add attachments. It's also something that you need an add-on if you want to do it with the original mail merge but let's um, just stop there for a second because you're yeah. selling you're selling it all in one go we've got at least <laughs> another two hours to go yet before we get to the whiskey but but, <laughs> but, but i used to use mail merge i haven't done it for a long time you are yeah. right about that and and you are right that when you when somebody says yeah i need to send these 45 emails you go well okay look just get the email addresses into a spreadsheet and put them into the notepad and then put a semicolon and a space <laughs> and then get your fingers working on the keyboard to put it as one piece of text then you can cut and paste it into the send and then you can yeah. send it and you then they go yeah but that's a bunch of yeah i know it is but it works <laughs> but you can use the mail merge tool if you like and then you have to go through all those steps and you're right it's it's daunting when you think, I need the spreadsheet, I need it with all the email addresses in, I need yeah. to get the, fir- the, probably do it in Word, then yeah, I need it, to hit the mail merge. It, it just feels clunky, yeah. right? It's not, yeah, it's it not the approach that, especially you know, nowadays with all the online software, it's not the easy to use solution, it's not straightforward. No. And, 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 and another yours, has got, yours is a pop-up window on the right-hand side, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, and to, to let everybody know, we had a demo of it a, a week or so ago, but, yeah. um, and it was a week or so ago, and I drunk a lot of whiskey since then. <laughs> but, but you're right, so it's, it's quite natural in its view, the same as um, you know, other kind of new applications in that, uh, that right-hand window there designed yeah. for the mobile phone. You're not context switching, right? You're not going back and forth between Word, Excel and Outlook. You're in Outlook, you want to write an email, you start the plugin, it's all there. Yeah. Right. When was the it, last time it, you it had actually, to send? Go on, it mate. actually looked really, really easy to use. Uh, because I'm I'm always like the last time I had to use a mail merge was probably in the 90s somewhere, um, <laughs> and I You're still not old remember that to it, have been in the 90s. <laughs> oh, man, uh, but I, I remember that there was there was so many steps involved and and it wasn't that easy and and self-explanatory at all. And then when you showed us uh, your version. Uh, last week, it was just like next, next, finish and and go. Yeah, well, the way it should be, right? I mean, it's not like yes. it's not rocket science. It's it's <laughs> you, you want to send emails to a grump group of people, so that's the way it is. And just uh, uh, one of the biggest features as well is is 
the original mail merge only works on Windows. And nowadays, it's not just Windows. You have the web versions of Office. Uh, you might not even have uh, any locally installed software. And of course, you have the Mac versions. And all those didn't support mail merge in the past. Wow, so all of that yeah. is now one platform and one plugin that does it for all of them. Yeah, I, that, that was one of my jokes that I always say, like, the... Uh, Word online version is not as powerful as the actual Word version. You can't do mail merge, for example. <laughs> well, you can now. Um, but yeah, you can now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, no, cool. So cool. let's just hear about the man before we start finishing off and talking about <laughs> this product and get to the end of it because there's a, a bunch of cool stuff that we need to tell people about this. It, it is cool, by the way, guys. And we're not just saying it because the man bought us a drink at the bar a few minutes ago. Uh, it is pretty, pretty neat. But uh, ex-Microsoft or an ex-Microsoft student, is that right? You... Yeah, I, I can't officially say I was a Microsoft employee. It was a, a subcontractor or it was some kind of, you know, a student job. I worked in, in and around Microsoft for, well, basically all of my career, and but never for Microsoft. So I never quite joined, uh, joined the group. But, but no cigar. Yeah, exactly. And I always say just unbiased, maybe, but not really. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I began, you know, uh, in student uni days, uh, there was a Microsoft Competence Center, which basically a Microsoft funded research center. Um, nice. Joined them early. Um, and I remember the, the old days where the, what was it, .NET Beta 2 on DVDs. I don't know if anyone has any of those lying around. You know, those oh, of course. The, the, the yeah, DVD that one, packs. That one on my desk now. Let me just yeah. <laughs> the desk at the bar. Yes. Um, but <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, it's, I've, I've been on that platform just forever and um, did you know did development jobs consulting jobs and so on and then started looking at business um, I thought okay I want to do something on my own not work for anyone else be, be my own boss as we all do sometimes um, and yeah and you know started my entrepreneurial journey did a couple of bigger startups that let's just say we're mixed successes. Um, but coming back then to, you know, I wanted to try it again and try something myself as a solo founder. Um, I thought, well, I've got all this knowledge with Microsoft and, you know, a network of people I know around this space. So why not look for something in the Microsoft ecosystem? And specifically, you know, Microsoft 365 at the time was up and coming. Um, so I thought, okay. I got uh, some well, ideas. Yeah, and it's so I had a you know had a, I had a list of ideas as you do when you've been working in that that area, and then went online, had a look at the Microsoft forums and what people were saying, like what, what where's the pain point, what what are people complaining about, and that one of the big ones was mail merge. It, 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 even now, you can go into the forums and, and you'll have mail merge uh, comments and posts every week um, saying, oh, how do I do this? Something's missing or is, can I do this or whatever. So it's definitely a pain point. And um, I thought, well, uh, I'm a developer. I, I know that the, the ecosystem. I know the APIs. So let's see what we can do. But as you'll notice, if you have a look at the solutions out there, there's lots of mail merge solutions. You know, it's part of a CRM, it's part of marketing solutions and things like that. And I thought, well, you've got to differentiate yourself a little bit. And I have a background in IT security, so I'm, I'm very sort of conscious about how data is handled, keeping that data safe. Um, and that's where the secure and secure mail merge comes from. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in a way that there's no you know, third-party servers or anything where you have to send your data off and, and trust that all that gets kept safe. No, I'll do it. That is. Yeah. Say, it's one of the th especially with things like SurveyMonkey at the moment where everybody's suspicious of uh, yeah. lots and lots of oh, reasons. So, yeah. so secure. Talking, yeah. talking about a, a UX disaster, yes. Yeah, and it's the 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 so the Office plugins. Basically, you have two generations. You have the old ones where you, you know we all know them. Uh, you have a setup installers that you have to install, and then you have the newer generation, which is basically like a little website that runs inside Outlook. And JavaScript is you know quite powerful. You can do a lot of things with it, and the Microsoft Graph API uh, lets you do almost anything around Microsoft 365 services. 
And while it was a technical challenge to do it all within the browser and you know uh, not have you know any servers that that I can rely on and really have to do everything within not only a browser but also the browser storage. It's something that people don't think about, you know, right? I've got a spreadsheet that I have to parse. I have to put it somewhere in the browser that Outlook lets me and things like that. So it was a big technical challenge, but in the end, uh, I had the prototype done, and and then I thought, well. Might as well go ahead and give it a go and started a marketing website and launched it on the App Store. Superb. So just to be clear then, so it's secure in the basis that everything from beginning to end, except for when the, the emails leave um, the domain, leave the uh, tenant, let's say, yeah. it's, it's all secured within the domain of the Microsoft 365. Uh, yeah, it goes even further. It's on the computer of the person running the mail merge. So uh -huh. it, it's it's within the Outlook application, basically. They're, they run a little browser in there. Yep. And it does all the processing of the spreadsheet and the generation of the emails and, and communicates directly with Microsoft Graph. So that's basically Microsoft Office 365. Yep. And it never leaves that computer except for, and you're right, when it sends to the, the email to, to Graph to send off. That is so cool. Very, right. very, very yeah. cool. And, very and cool. are there other applications following uh, your lead in this case now? You know, new generation plugins, no um, third-party servers, or are you still the only one out there? No, the, in, in terms of mail merge, I am one of the few that is dedicated just to mail merge. There are other, other solutions out there that, you know, do more. Um, but of course, they're also much, I want to say, more complicated to use. Uh, again, one of the benefits of Secure Merge is it's really a three-step process. It's very easy. You don't need a tutorial, a manual, or any kind of training. The other tools do more, and of course, then you need to know a bit more about them. But um, I think, yeah, there's lots more plugins coming up uh, you know every day in, into the store um, it's definitely the way to go for, for future plugins and more and more is possible but in terms of mail merge I am one of the uh, few ones that really just does mail merge. as I said mr. mail merge man yeah. here on office 365 distilled cool cool so Moraine so what was the first uh, application you ever built my friend <laughs> <laughs> And oh, no, let me rephrase Actually, this. What was the first application you ever thought you would try and build, my friend? Oh, uh, well, that's that's. So in, in college, I actually studied to be a developer, and we had to build all kinds of things. So I built a uh, a chat. I built a um, a camping grounds management system. Oh, that must have built. been a number one top of the uh, list of <laughs> software downloads then. I have to say it was, it was a lot of fun to do. It was really a lot of fun to build, yeah. That's the big part because of development. Can, yeah, you can, you can really do all kinds of quirky, funny things on that, so yeah. So, all right, yeah, so let's, I, I, let's go back to, uh, to Alex then. So what was the first application you built that uh, got any real use? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, sadly, my naming was a bit worse at the time. It was an application called Maniac. Now, I, I wasn't crazy and haven't gone crazy since, but actually, this was during this Microsoft time at, at the university. Um, okay. Microsoft just introduced uh, the MSDN, which I, I, I don't know what it's called currently, but they were software downloads for students, the MSDN AA at the time. Yes. Um, and uh, when I arrived, actually, uh, they the first day I was given the key to the, the big uh, set of DVDs that we had where, you know, the students could come like a library and, and get their DVDs and CDs to, down, uh, to use the software. And one of the first things we did was, okay, this is not going to work. Um, we're going to build a, a download server, essentially. Of course, Microsoft wasn't quite as happy as we were when we were suggested that but we we found a way to make it secure um so we had to ensure that only students with current credentials had access to it and built this big software system where you know you could search we could upload the newest uh, dvds that came in by mail um and yeah that was then not only used i was studying at the university of technology in in munich at the time uh but it was then you know i think we had at uh, the high point, probably about 10 universities using the system. Um, and that was the first piece of software that I gave for someone else to, to run, and, and, and it worked, and they used it for quite a while. Wow. 
claim to fame, mm. eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you was at Munich University. You're yeah. now in Austria, and I am. You notice yeah. your signature says Tallinn. Yes, and, and so, you've got a British name. <laughs> yeah, quite a, quite a mix of things. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm half British and half German, actually, not not Austrian. Um, but I grew up in Austria, um, so I you know did the did most of my school here. Did that short stint in Munich, but Austria was kind of you know I was Austrian at heart. I like to say, and and I love the country here. Um, so I decided to come back to Vienna. Um, the story around Tallinn, uh, the capital of Estonia, is where the company's registered. Because when I was um, founding the company, I was traveling full time at that time. I was doing the digital nomad thing, which is quite hyped up now. Um, so yeah, actually, the company was founded in in uh, on the Canary Islands, uh, remotely in Estonia. And why Estonia? Well, at that point in time, it was the only country in Europe that allowed you to do that remotely and digitally. Simple answer. <laughs> it doesn't and have anything to do with taxes and, and anything. No, actually, the, that's it's a common question. The, the taxes I, I pay full taxes in Austria because I still the company still pays me here. Uh, so that it's not it's there is actually no real way to do tax evasion with Estonia, as far as I'm. Well, not that I've looked at oh, it. We'll um, look after it. <laughs> We're not too long. It's not that you, you've created a server to do it or anything. Yeah. No, well, let's, but, let's change the subject, yeah. guys, before we end up having notes <laughs> put onto our podcast and everything for the next two years are recorded and used against us. But no. but you, you are right about that period of time because um, the guy that does my web development uh, did the same thing, Digital Nomad. Uh, hmm. And he recorded, he built my website when he was in Thailand. Uh, right. because he just happened to be in Thailand but he was Australian so I do remember over a three week stint I spoke to him when he was in Australia and then I spoke <laughs> to him in Thailand and about two years ago maybe a little less um, I tried to get hold of him and he went dead for five days and then he said sorry was just setting up my new company in Georgia and and they were they were setting up their office in a villa on the side of a mountain in, in <laughs> Georgia Right. So, uh, and I don't know where he is now. He contacted me just recently the other day, but I've not had a chance to follow up with it. So, yes, you are uh, obviously following the trend. Yeah, it's amazing that you could do those things nowadays, though. If you think about it, I mean, you know, with, yes. we're now post-pandemic with all the remoteness. But even before that, you know, you found a company remotely. It, it's amazing. No, that's true. True. So uh, let's go back to the secure mail motor. Because one of the questions I did have is, do you? And, I, and I'm now going off the sheet of official questions you told me to ask. <laughs> so, but obviously you secure this email, which I assume it's encrypted end-to-end, is it? Uh, or do you rely on the sort of, I guess you rely on the Microsoft natural, you know, um, uh, HTTPS type of protocols for stuff in transit. But do you, is it actually signed with a public-private key type system and that kind of thing? Uh, no, actually, that so the uh, you're right. It is end-to-end encrypted in, in a sense that all the APIs we talk with are, are HTTPS. Um, we do base everything on Microsoft Office 365. So if there is encryption built in, sort of there, then then we do use it. But the plugin itself doesn't do that yet. It is something that people have asked. You can do an encrypted mail um, in Outlook, and it will send that fine. But to you know. An additional level of encryption, for example, is, is something that's been asked, but is not implemented yet. On the roadmap. Yeah. So you've got a roadmap as well. Well, as usual, there's a lot of customer feedback. You know, people, there's always, you know, they find all the, the advanced features, but they always want one more. Um, and, yeah, so the, there's a long list there. A couple of things I'm not going to do because it is a privacy focus or a privacy aware plugin, right? So I'm not going to necessarily add open tracking or click tracking, not that that's any use nowadays anyway with all the privacy blocking um but it is you know there's there's what the biggest feature is coming is uh, the grouping of of data roles right so let's say you have a library and you want to send out the the books which haven't been returned you don't want to send one email per book you want to send one email with five of the books five rows from that spreadsheet things like that that's that's the, the most requested feature so far um, but you know, it, it's it's a matter of how how what's coming in, and I keep looking at the forums as well. What are people asking? Can I can I provide some guidance uh, for a question, and then does that require an additional feature or something like that? That's that's the way the feature list basically works. Neat. All right. 
So, so what other applications are you building? What other solutions are you bringing into the market? Well, at the moment, um, it's it, I'm focused on, on mail merge mostly. I have a couple of other plugins um, all around this theme of making things easy. I have a, a simple website, uh, 365.com, which is, you know, if you just need a one-page website with some information for uh, your company, well, then that should be easy with a one- or two-click editor as well. Um, that's something that I've also had a look at. Um, but other than that, at the moment, it is mostly mail merge that I'm, that I'm focused on and giving that the best shot I can. I think you have to do that, though. If you want to be successful, yeah. um, you, you need to be able to kind of focus on... Uh, what it is you're trying to deliver, the value for it, um, allowing people to make it feel like, hey, you know, we're looking after you as a customer and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Me and my 500 people that you try and let everybody think exist at the same time as, <laughs> as you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that. But I, one of the questions that I thought of just as Maureen was asking about the other products was, what is the most ludicrous add-on you've been asked to do so far? The most ludicrous? Well... I'm not sure I would call any of them ludicrous. There's always a use case for them. It's just they're not part of the the mantra of, of data security and privacy, right? Okay. That, that's most. It's, so you've got, you know, okay, maybe ludicrous in one way. I do have um, uh, a couple of requests. You know, when people want to use Microsoft 365 for spamming, um, and then it's basically, like, is there any way I can build a feature in that, uh, you know, that doesn't get my emails into the spam and or in the junk folder. And I'm like, well, you know, first of all, check the terms and services of Microsoft 365. I'm pretty sure you'll find a, a code of conduct in there. But no, th th you know, those are ludicrous in a sense of, okay, well, I, I wouldn't even do that if I'm not a data privacy uh, focused yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I had a question in one of my clients the other day. I said, look, there's something weird going on with Salesforce. Really? Yeah, look, we get all these notifications from Salesforce, our own Salesforce, and they keep going straight into the junk folder. I'm sure that's not supposed to happen. Mm. Went, no, that's not really supposed to happen. That's true. So what's what is it being sent to? Do you have a weird address? When I eventually got a copy of the email, um, it, they was using um, the same send email address as the received email address. So, no. <laughs> so yeah. an email was appearing in Outlook, and he thought, oh, it's got... Email send and receive equals the same thing. Must be a spam email, of course, mm. junk, straight into the junk email box. Yeah. And they went, really? Why would you do that? Well, because it thinks you're trying to spoof the email address. So, yeah. so uh, just find a different send email address and we'll make it safe so it'll come in from the web, no problem at all. What they were trying to do is to make sure it didn't get blocked at the gateway. So they thought, well, we'll just use the same email address mm. as the sender's name. Yeah, some people just don't quite realize it. and uh, yeah. So I get it. Okay. Yeah, and you know, you kind of necessarily expect everyone to know all the technicalities of, of, of these things. And uh, you know, with Secure Mail Merge, you just have your primary mailbox, your email account. You send from that. We do everything we can to prevent that your emails land in spam. Of course, if you're writing capital letter subject lines and have dollar signs and you know discounts and what what's it's not or images Viagra, in there that, that go crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. let's let's be honest. There's there's only certain things a plugin can do to prevent that. I mean, I guess I could actually check for that as well, but it's it's not the focus. Um, no, no. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just someone don't get it, don't get all these things, so it's sometimes a little bit difficult. So your background is in security and uh, secure soft development, software development, so I guess that also helped uh, pull, this, uh, pull this all together from a security and a protection yeah. perspective. Yeah. It's 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 a you know it's kind of a mindset that that yeah. I got working there and once you have it, it you're looking at things a little bit more a little bit different um, and it, it's a lot of it is do you need that data at all do you need to save it at all or do you need to for, for processing how long do you need it you know the the, the normal GDPR stuff as well yeah. um, and. But the best thing, of course, is if you, I don't need to trust any server because there is no server, well, that's the best solution you can get. It's like you don't need to trust. It's, it's all done there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So what about, so there's a, there's a new Viva application, Viva Amplify, that's going to come out. That is, as far as I understood, what it's going to do, it's going to also kind of send newsletters to a bunch of people. 
Um, so how do you think that will impact your mail merch? Uh, well, I, you know, there's, there's competitors coming out um, all the time, really. Or it's, a basic, it's oftentimes a feature of a bigger application. And, and that's what makes it possible for me to have a, such a simple solution in the store and, and be successful with it, because not everyone wants a bigger solution. And um, especially in newsletters, there's there's things around newsletters which are different to a mail merge, right? You need to do unsubscribe That's tracking true. and yes. things like that. So there's, there, even, even if someone, if I always say, if Microsoft built a better version of mail merge, um, yeah, okay, that, that might be a problem, but they, you know, they target 80% of the solution. They don't target the niches. There's no point really building a solution in Microsoft where it's only a small part of the, the, the customer group that wants it. Um, so, I mean, it's always a possibility that someone comes out with a solution that basically nullifies mine. Then in, I say, well, it was a good run. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> but um, no. Yeah, it's it, you know the, the idea list. I guess I wouldn't say it's endless, but there's enough for uh, information out there or on the forums where you can find new new ideas. So then I'll just switch to the next one. Uh, cool. All right, let's just do a quick recap up then, and uh, we've got a few other things mm -hmm. just to, to make sure people are aware of. So it's easy to use. We've seen it in operation, and it's a super affordable task for common, uh, easy to deal with mail merge both internally and externally which is cool it's new generation of plugins easy to install you can use on the variety of platforms including the web browser and it's secure so we can deal with security in terms of being able to get that email everywhere so where do people find it and is it expensive well, uh, you can find it on the Office Add-in Store, so the App Source, as it's called. Just search for Secure Mail Merge or go to securemailmerge.com and licenses. Uh, we've got a free version, so if you, you know, if you're a nonprofit or anything, it's free to use um, with all of the features that we have. Um, you just add a little banner at the bottom, you know, to advertise the product. Or really? you add yeah. a banner for the free version. Yes, that's so unusual. I've never <laughs> seen that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where I came up with that idea. No, but I mean, um, innovation in action, my friend. Exactly. Uh, but other than that, there's you know there's a commercial license which removes that, which is ten dollars or nine euros depending on where you are. You can buy it with a credit card online, or you just put it on your Microsoft 365 bill. So we're integrated with the Microsoft 365 billing. So if you're going to buy it for all of your tenant users, for example, it's very simple. You just put it in there, and it all goes through the consolidated Microsoft 365 billing. Cool. Can't be any more difficult. So where's the future <laughs> life of this then? So do you? So when you do these apps, I must admit, Marina, I don't know about you, but using the app store is completely new to me. So not some. Well, I don't develop anything, so I've never got there. But mm. you know, what kind of numbers do you think you'll end up aiming for with this? Do you have a target, a business plan that says I'm going to have 25 million users in two weeks? Or no, no, it's 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 you know, it's I, I'd like to continue the growth sort of. Uh, as it is now and ideally increase the numbers organically right so what yeah. i do is i write guys i write blog articles that are interesting for people doing mail merges or in and around office um and get customers that way it's a very sticky product you know because it's not that expensive if you if it saves you even half an hour it's worth worth that license cost um and yeah, so the, the idea is we'll grow organically, um, I'll keep it going. I don't have any targets in, in terms of, uh, you know, that I want to reach. If it get becomes sort of my, my breadwinner and, and, you know, supports me, my family, that's, that's perfect. That would be great. Mm, wicked. So, Moraine, do you have any use for a mail merge in your future? <laughs> um, well... As I said, the last time I used it was probably the 90s, so I, I don't think so. But at least now, when you do need one, you don't have to try and do it the old-fashioned way. You can. Uh... No, exactly. So I was thinking of like, maybe we could use something like that when we do uh, like big emails uh, inside the organization to send to people uh, if we're going to migrate them over, something yeah. like that. I'll give you one tip, which I've I've heard people use it for. If you're sending out like vouchers for Christmas gifts, like you know voucher codes, Amazon codes, or something like mm. that, that goes in a spreadsheet usually, and that will be sent internally via email. And that's what I've. Code. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. 
I also quite like the idea of waves. I mean, we're, we're doing a big mi uh, email migration at the moment, and I know the project manager is having to muck around trying to do uh, sort out text files with email addresses in just because, you know, you just can't get email addresses easily in and out of the, uh, the two box. So, so for a yep. tenner, I think you might actually buy me a drink tomorrow. So, yeah. <laughs> you can't be wrong. All right, good. Anything else, Moraine? You're all good and now motivated about mail merge? I am um, all good, yes. You can't I quite get excited to... about it, though, can you? I can tell. <laughs> Go I mean, to the whiskey. Mail merge. We just need it when we need it. We don't need to get excited about it. It's true. Yeah. Pragmatic approach. It's there. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. it's a little bit like OneDrive. It's just there and it just works. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I get it. All right, cool. Well, there you go. Office three six five distilled um, secure mail merge. Uh, Alex Dougalby. Very British name. <laughs> Sounds to me like it should be in a cartoon. You know, like Pooh Bear or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you went to children's book rider in the past or something. Well, if this fails, I can still start that <laughs> career. <laughs> Tell stories. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to later tasting on the whiskey. All right. So, thank you very much for having me. It was a great conversation. It was good fun, wasn't it? it was yeah. Good fun. All righty. So there you go, guys. Um, yeah. You've heard it here for a simple, easy uh, mail merge internally and externally Moraine and I were talking the other week about migration and uh, one of the next subjects we're going to talk about uh, and I can think back for all those problems I had trying to just get 200 people prepped to do something and here I am I've got a tool for a tenner there you go there's your new tagline a tool for a tenner tool for a tenner got it <laughs> all right let's say goodbye to everybody bye guys bye thank you ciao Oh, cool. So, so, buddy, you actually bought this tool for yourself. I did. I, I did. Um, I mean, we sat and watched the demos that he, he did for us before we mm -hmm. did the recording. Um, and uh, he said what he was aiming for was simplicity. I don't know whether you've done mail merges before. You know, the one using the out-of-the-box Microsoft stuff. Click. No, for um, me, it's been... It's been 20 years since I've done that. Yeah, but I, but I, but I'm doing Commsverse TV as I said, uh, mm -hmm. and so I've had to contact all of these different suppliers, and I didn't really want to send each one an email, so I set up a spreadsheet with all the information that they'd already provided me, like the presenter's name, the email address, what they were talking about, the company name, the main contact, and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. just as a simple mm -hmm. Excel spreadsheet. Um, and then where there was missing information, I was able to create an email. Um, that basically said, hey, great to see you, blah, blah, blah. This is what I have for you. And I just created a table. And I inserted in the table all the information from the spreadsheet that I knew about. So if they'd already decided what questions they'd like to talk about in the interview, if I knew the presenter's name, it was great. If not, it was blank. And then I was able to say, guys, just I need these blanks filling out. And I sent off the email. And it was, it literally was, as he said, click, 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 send. Next, 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 finish. But awesome except um, I had the date and the time field as a formula so or no as a field type mm -hmm. um, so I did have to convert those to text but once I'd done that that was the only thing that I, I needed to worry about and it worked very well and, I, and I've used it two or three times now to do the same thing I just updated the list with the new information and sent them stuff out um, uh, so yes it, it worked well Brilliant. And, you know for 10 euros a month or whatever it actually costs uh, unless if you start looking at a, an enterprise edition and bringing it down, it's gonna it beats kind of trying to do you know monkey survey monkey and things. Exactly um, because I've tried that before and yeah. that's a pain in the behind. Uh, but it's good. It's very well integrated. Uh, I actually had to set my tenant up to be able to accept the payment, which was also a little experiment that I hadn't bothered doing before. So there's a few things okay. there, but nothing complicated. So it was very very yeah. good. So off to Commsverse, uh, as I said, yeah. I'm doing the video, I'm doing a presentation there, I'm doing a little bit uh, on the same one that I did at your event, on the humans of IT, about personal development and how the yeah. Diva tools can make you brilliant, nice. uh, and uh, that was that. Now, of course, when Alex talked to us the first time, he tempted us with some Austrian whiskey. Yes. 
So we are going to be tasting a, a single malt whiskey today uh, that came all the way from Austria by uh, Alex uh, from the Kearns Distillery. Is that how you pronounce that? K-U-E-N-Z? I think so, Kearns. Naturbrennerei. Yeah. Yes. And we are tasting the Rauchkoffel. I think all of them are called Rauchkoffel. I think that's well, their the whiskies. Brand. Yeah, because yeah, I think the that's the area name, they come yeah. from. Yes. So, uh, yes, that's cool. I'm glad you were able to pronounce it. But this is a, a smoked sherry cask finish whiskey. And yeah. it is incredibly comfortable on the nose. Exactly. And you know why it's a little smoky and why it is um, very gentle on the nose? Yeah. Because they dried their barley malt in uh, a traditional way over apple and pear and beech wood. Wow. That you can actually get a hint of the apple, not overly sweet. Absolutely, absolutely. So this I, I mean this doesn't taste like your regular whiskey whiskey. You no. you smell immediately that there's something something else going on. It's yeah. more fruity. But without being overly sweet. Exactly. So yes. it is cool, but yeah, so it's neat. Um, you can kind of get the smokedness, but it's not like a you know a, a dark smoke or a, a barbecue. No, smoke. it's more of a bacon bacon smoke. <laughs> bacon smoke. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, actually but, I think I'm looking yeah. at one of the descriptions. It's roasted and smoke aromas. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And it's so, also yeah, what I like yeah, about you definitely this. get that in yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was about to say over the top of you that it's uh, it's not overly sherry either, which is nice. So no, I think indeed. that smokedness yeah. is uh, combined nicely. Yeah. Mm. So it says, fragrance-wise, it's roasted and smoky aromas are reminiscent of bacon, noble sherry tones, fine sweet smoke with spicy wood, followed by intense nut nougat notes. I think that um, on the I palate, this is really nice it's it's very oily it's got a beautiful mouth taste to it um it um it reminds me a touch um of the way that the deg works the lecce in that when you when you taste it the the whole of your palate explodes with flavor it's not smoky flavor yes. like the Ledeg, but it it's that kind of sherry but not overly sweet sherry it's, it's mm-hmm. all it's a bit like um the taste of a red wine so we've had a whiskey, one or two whiskeys before, that has that same um, taste. It's not the profile because that makes it taste like red wine, but it has that sort of um, the same techniques for getting the taste around the tongue. It mm-hmm. sort of hits all of the taste buds, and it's a very big palate. Um, yeah, it's not overly complex, but it's a big palate. But it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually reminds me a lot of the so I've got a Port Charlotte um, Brooklady from 2007 which also has a lot of those apple hints Yeah, and this reminds me a lot of that flavor now of course less peaty but it's it's got yeah it's got a nice smoky flavor to it and as you said it fills them out yeah and and it leaves you with a very nice uh, aftertaste, nice that's and oily, oily, just like I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No, that's very nice. Um, the other thing that uh, is the the beautiful um, spice on the back of the throat when it goes down. Yes. They talk about yes. spicy ham and spicy cardamom, and that combination yes. is very th- much there on the finish. It's uh, I do like this a lot, and it's pity it's only yeah. got a small bottle but I think it's uh, something I might try and look out for because it is very nice. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Nice. I like it. We have uh, a couple to taste as well. Alex uh, went to town with uh, a few examples, um, (laughs) (laughs) and they're sitting on my shelf behind me at this point in time. So we've got two other distilleries. I'm going to face the microphone again. Two other distilleries, a 21-year-old from... um, to a father and son that's been uh, making whiskey in Austria for a long time and yes I did taste that the other day and, and mm. that is really quite nice as well uh, it's kind of got rye undertones to it so that's a nice one to look forward to and then a, and a couple of other single malts so yes we got some it's Austrian whiskey tasting time okay okay so we can do that but 
let's also not forget I brought something very special from the airport. You so did, we have got so much stuff to take because also I bought the Cardius from Lafrague. Oh man! So we've got the Cardius to taste. Oh. You know, I we need to do more. We need to do more whiskey. So yeah. uh, we need to do more podcasts. I think maybe what we need to do is to uh, do a bit of a catch-up whiskey podcast catch-up. So yes, sort of, uh, just one drunken hour. Well, it's yes. it's a summer's day, isn't it? So maybe we, over the summer, if we get chance, we sit in the garden. Uh, we make sure the wives are around to dry, and we do a specific whiskey tasting podcast. Yes. I think that's yeah, a good sounds idea. good. Yeah, like just do six or seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's uh, pull that together that and, and see whether brilliant. we can make that happen. Nice. I've just got All a right. dirty look. Just got a dirty look from the wife who was just about to step in the house and then go, <laughs> "Oh, you're recording." <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I guess we can say goodbye. Um, Alex, thank you very, very much. The product's great. The whiskey's great. Everything is perfect. Um, mm -hmm. And. Uh, yeah, we'll give you a shout out on on two to come, and uh, I, I really don't want to undersell this application, guys. If you need to do any mail merging, check out the um, App Store, the Microsoft App Store, uh, or just just search on Google for Secure Mail Merge, one word, no spaces. You'll find it. And uh, if you need any contact details and you can't find them, just contact Moraine and myself, and we'll make sure you get mm -hmm. access to Alex. So thanks to him. Thanks to you, my friend. Thank you. And, and uh, talk to you very, very, very soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah.